0: You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. I didn't introduce myself when we gave the statistics because I knew I would give it my share. I came to Overeaters Anonymous, regular OA in 1983. And I've been uh, abstaining since January 1986. And I have a weighed and measured food plan. I don't have sugar or flour. Most high-carbohydrates foods I do not eat. Um, I could talk a little bit about that later, meaning that that wasn't from day one from day one it was three meals a day nothing in between no sugar no white flour and over the years as my mentors and sponsors uh, uh, would say to me the road gets narrower and what i crammed into those three three meals a day in the beginning is no longer what i eat today but that's just the food part so um I just wanted to start, yeah, with that, that I've been abstaining. So it's like going on 36 years and by the grace of God, and I've, uh, you know, you were saying that, you know, I, I live in Hawaii and I, yeah, I'm in Hawaii, but I'm all alone. You guys are all in San Mateo and the Bay area and you're all together, you know, but, with, but, you know, and so I miss you guys. And, um, I, I sat in rooms with you at, um, El Camino and St. Andrew's church for many years. And that was a long time ago, but, um, anyway, I'm glad to be here with you tonight on zoom and um i wanted to touch a little bit on steps 1 and 2 i was just thinking about that you know just trying to get my thoughts you know kind of focused on something and seeing it's february and step 2 but i was always taught you know if you're having trouble with step 2 you got to go back to the the step before or whatever step you're on if you're having trouble with go back to the one previous so i just wanted to say Uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, what it was like, like, like all of you just obsessed with food. It solved all my problems. It, it, it wasn't the problem. It was the solution to all my problems, every single feeling. I, I was saying at a meeting recently that, um, I was a compulsive overeater and every other kind of addict way before I even picked up because I had this. Um, I remember as a child laying in bed at night thinking if I just didn't feel I would be fine. I would be happy if I just didn't have feelings. Because I couldn't deal. I could not deal with the feelings. And I so what did I do? Eight. You know, well, I you know, I didn't learn that. My my mother tried to control us and all that good stuff. I mean, it came from a good home and loving family and all that, but um it was, um, I, I remember even, you know, in a, as a child, just always eating more than everybody else. And, and maybe my mother would make, you know, comments like that's enough of that or whatever. But once it took off, once I was a teenager and had my own money, you know, I had the purse, you know, I just, you know, started the binging and because I had the money to pay for it. And I just, it was all mine. You know, I didn't have to share it with anyone or I mean, I hid it. From everyone but it was mine so obsessed with food and what does it say like um you know that thing about addiction it's like it's it's the the thing is we want to stop i wanted to stop so badly when it got out of control right when my life was unmanaged but i couldn't i couldn't stop you know, you know how many promises i made so can anybody relate to this um you know that's a sign of yeah it's addiction it just it just takes us takes over we're we're just i'm obsessed i i'm either thinking about it eating it or what or trying not to eat it and, and it's taking over my life so my life is unmanageable so what i i was just going to read this sentence in um, our oa step book and under step one it says um so i was just thinking okay so i came into the program i was like 27 I think, yeah, I just, I I knew that, like, I've been on the diets, i had gone to the pay, you know, the pay, pay places, and, and um, I would lose weight, but um, it gain it back, and I never reached my goal weight, you know, I'd always quit before I reached the goal weight, because what was the point? I knew I was just trying to get to the goal weight so I could eat, uh, you know, isn't that insanity? Like, oh, now I'm at the goal weight, I can eat, like, isn't, aren't you going to, Get off the goal weight if you start eating. You know, it was like insanity. No, 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 it won't happen again. I won't, I won't gain the weight again. I mean, it's crazy. Anyway, I knew it. I knew it would take some kind of, I don't know, miracle, spiritual thing or whatever. So I started going to churches. Uh, that was my thing. Now I'm going to try every different kind of church. Maybe they'll baptize me in one of these churches and it'll really, you know, um, cure me, cure me of the disease. Um, so when I got to OA, you know, I, I knew uh, I'll just say, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. I just knew it was, it was the, um, the greatest thing that ever happened to me my whole damn life. I don't care. Everything that's happened after coming into this program, my life is just beyond my wildest dreams, but nothing compares to what it felt like when I walked into that meeting and knew. Wow. There's a room full of people that have that can help me. I, I, you know I just felt it when I walked in. I just felt like I, I'm not alone anymore. This, this I don't have to fight it anymore by myself. I, I'm safe. I'm in a room with people and, and I listened to the ones that, of course, had the abstinence, you know, that weren't being controlled by the food. they weren't in it anymore. They were abstinent. I thought they were gods. they had like. Five years, seven years. I was like, seven years? You haven't had, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, probably had forgotten all about it. Like, like me, I feel like I'm free of that. I don't, I'm free of the the craving for those things. I I know, yeah, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Um, they, you know, anyway, all the stuff they told me in the beginning, uh, it just, I just knew I was in the right place. And that that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life was finding these rooms because otherwise i i think i would have taken my life at one point you know it was just i was just so demoralized and so depressed and so hopeless that there was no way out of this that i was just going to have to keep going on diets the rest of my life i guess and like because i guess i was Well, anyway, the diets weren't going to help. They might have, the diets might help you get to a certain weight, but they're not going to help with this disease. I'm telling you, this disease is up here, right? No, no diet, no weight on the scale is going to cure me of this disease. I'm not going to be cured. That's what brings me to this line in step one. It says, We have found through much experience, it's on page four, if anybody, we have found through much experience that no matter how long we abstain, from eating compulsively and no matter how adept we become at facing life we will always have these abnormal tendencies and i will i, I this is i i don't want to i'm not questioning it i'm just taking this on faith that i am a compulsive overeater and it has not gone away is and as long as i stay off those the foods that i'm addicted to and as long as i stay close to you guys and as long as i don't try to do this thing alone. The main thing I cannot do this program alone. I need everyone in the program helping me. I need a higher power. That will help me. um so coming kind of to step two about this thing about coming to believe there's a you know a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity. you know I read on i was I was reading it's, i I always think that um Well, anyway, I'll just read it. It's on page 47 in the big book. It says, you know, uh, we needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? And um, so that sounds like a simple question, right? Am I like I took step one, I think walking into our if okay, we all we're we're taking step one right now. We're showing up at the meeting because we're saying, I'm powerless over this thing. My life is unmanageable i need help and so we all show up we all show up for each other because we all know we need help we need to help each other we need a higher power um that's step one i would think every time we go to a meeting we're saying i'm taking step one and step two is kind of like um okay am i willing to believe well I guess I am because I didn't leave when I saw the steps and there was the word God on the steps and I didn't leave if um when they said the Lord's prayer at the end of the meeting that they did in in back in the day when I was going to meetings that's what we ended with the Lord's prayer. Uh I didn't run out of the room so I was willing. I was willing to believe. Okay. Now the uh, the catch for me was I was in a Catholic school and church for you know till I was out of college. So it, my problem was um, willing to believe in in your higher power because <laughs> my higher power wasn't really um, was kind of waiting for me to get to the right weight and then he might listen to me. You know, so I had to be willing to have an open mind, like you're you know the how have an open mind of what God can be. But then a few pages later, that's on page 47. Then on 53, Bill writes, um, when we become, let's see, when we became alcoholics, crushed by a self-imposed crisis, we could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? Now, I think that sounds a lot scarier than oh just be willing to believe in God you know he starts off slow and then he's like okay now what's your choice you know it's either God or not and I just he, he's sort of like a good salesperson I don't know he he the book is written very well to get me caught into okay now I'm at this point so what is my choice to be and I I kind of had to um kind of boil it down a little bit and just say you know what all all he's asking is is am I gonna let God, into every area of my life. Am I going to believe that he can, I can ask him for help with anything. You know, I I needed to be, I needed to be able to ask him for help with my food. And now am I willing to say, you know, he can be, you know, the answer to all my problems. Or I I don't say he, but your concept of a higher power, that, that power, that amazingly newfound power. Five? No. Oh, I didn't know what she would give me a time. Um, Anyway, you know, finding whatever the power is for you, it's that something that I go to to ask for help. And and I need to go all for everything for help, not just, not just the food. But, you know, I remember in the early days, you know, they'd say, you know, if you're in a restaurant, if wherever you are, go in the bathroom and get on your knees. If you know, if that food thought came or the craving came or whatever, it was like, whatever, you know, whatever you do, don't eat, you know, and don't eat no, no matter what happens. You know, it was like, it was a really cut and dry. They, they pounded it into us, uh, die, but don't eat, you know, cause I'd say to my sponsor, I'm going to die. I feel so, and she'd say die, but don't eat every, every time. Then I'd say, I can't sleep. Well, nobody died from lack of sleep, she'd say. And I'd be like, oh, this woman, ah, I didn't like her. And then You know it's like i always say well i'm still here i'm 67 you know so that's what oh i came 27 i'm saying almost 40 years i haven't died you know she was right i did not die but i would think if i don't get to eat that put that thing in my mouth i'm gonna die from these feelings you know so anyway i keep coming back because it says i'm never gonna really this i i don't believe i mean i i don't know when people say they're recovered compulsive overeaters I don't, I don't know exactly what that means. I just know that I have this disease and I'm not going anywhere because um, I'm always going to have, um, I, I believe I'm always, I, I have this disease and it can be arrested one day at a time with the help of God and you people and, the, you know, the, the, the tools and the steps, just like you read in your how, how format, you know, welcome. Using the tools and the steps and the traditions and a, and a for me it's a disciplined way of eating. Uh, I need discipline. I was I was putting food in my mouth just left and right all the time, no matter what. Oh yeah, sure, I could go on the starvation diets and not eat for a few days, or you know, or not eat all day, and then at night, you know, it was just free for all. Um, um, I'm I I have this disease, and like I said too, I I think now this disease is my thinking. You know it's it's like I've been saying to somebody today, it's 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 our my reaction to life. It's my reaction to life. And the old reaction was I, I wouldn't even know what I was doing. And I'd be putting something in my mouth. I, I wouldn't even know. If you asked me at the end of the day what I ate, I wouldn't even probably remember. But that's how I dealt with any kind of feelings. That's how I reacted to life. And I'm telling you, um, I'm I'm a fear I'm a fear-based person, and uh, to walk through some things every day, and, and face the fears and grow up. As it said, we we you know we never grew up when we didn't deal with our with our stuff. We never grew up and. I have, you know, there's a lot of things. Even, How about just saying no to somebody if they offer me something? Oh, my gosh, that was like the hardest thing I ever learned in this program. Ah, how can I say no? Why don't I just take it and put it behind my back or throw it away? Or, you know, or I don't know. You know, these are the things that are helping me to grow up and and, and be honest and, and be the real me and um, not have to put it under the rug. But it starts... I, I really believe everything starts with the abstinence. Five minutes, five, Mary Lou. Oh yeah. well, wow, I don't know. Five more minutes if you can listen, but um you know uh what was I saying? Um yeah, I don't know. Uh uh. No, I can't. Yeah, 67. Okay, my mind. Oh, it's all in my head. Maybe I don't know. Well, anyway, um, I need, I need to remember, I need to be here because I need to ask for help every single day from my higher power. And for, oh, growing up. Yeah, growing up and learning how to be honest and how to have self esteem and, and love yourself and self acceptance and everything. Um, it's just a daily, it's a, it's a daily thing. And. I don't know. It's um, just been my whole life, you know, for almost 40 years, you know, and I don't want another way of life. I, I don't I I found my tribe. I found my people. And I mean, the food, it just it, it was ah, a killer. You know how it is. It just it just it just kills us. But, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically. And I mean I I oh well I did I I guess I've maintained about a 40 to 45 pound weight release. So I I wasn't obese because I knew how to do the starvation diets too, you know, starve and then binge, you know. And um uh but I yeah, I have this disease because it's uh you know that cunning, baffling, powerful, the way I think and the you know, always wanting more of everything. You know how you my sponsor used to say to me uh, when I first got abstinent, she said, I'd say, Oh, I'm not, I'm not obsessing about food. I was like, wow, because I was loving my meals and I was, you know, eating my meals. And she said, Oh, don't worry, you'll be obsessing about everything else. And wasn't she right? I've got the obsessive, compulsive mind. And it didn't matter. I'd get on to something else. And but I'd have to go back and use the same steps and the same tools and the same everything and the same asking God for help. It's just the same um like i said and and not yeah not pick up yeah i guess i guess that thing about don't eat no matter what no matter what don't eat and um and that's what's i think the best thing that i could say i mean that i need to hear because there's never a reason and i think uh what else i guess um What it's like now is 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 like I say, I'm I'm just grateful that the I you know, I was talking to somebody, she was wanting, you know, kind of talking about sponsoring her and you know, and she'd been in the program many, many years too. And, you know, now she now she can eat certain things, supposedly. And I I don't even want to try. And she couldn't understand why why I had to be so disciplined after all these, you know, why have this food plan after all these years? Couldn't I handle it? And I thought, I don't even know if this person's a compulsive overeater because I don't want, I'm not, yeah, I see that hot flame and I do not want to touch it. I do not want to touch it Uh, because I put my hand in that hot flame too many times. And if by the grace of God and if you guys keep showing up for me and I keep showing up for you together, we do not have to go back to compulsive overeating from, you know, Hey, you, I've got two more hours to live than you today, but you'll be done with today. All you have to do, you know, all we have to do is get through today without eating compulsively. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just so grateful that uh, my life is so rich and full now. And, uh, and it wouldn't be if it wasn't for this program. So thank you all for listening and I will pass.